Welcome to the Gambling Couch, everybody. Um, I'm your host, Cade, joined here by Seth, as always. How are we doing? How are we doing, folks? Where's Keaton? No Keaton. Um, not able to make it again He works this week. too much. He's out of the state once again, working. Um, no picks from him, but me and Seth are going to hold it down. We both had pretty good weeks last week. I was 10-6 and six straight up. Um, I mean, against the spread in all games. 3-1 and one of my locks. Seth was 4-0 and oh on his locks, um, so we had a pretty good one for you guys last week. Hope you won money with us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, hit us up on Twitter. We are Gambling Couch, um, at Gambling Couch. Our email address is thegamblingcouch at gmail.com. Um, questions, suggestions, Anything you got, comments, um, we'll check it. We will get back to you on the podcast, on Twitter. So we're going to kind of dive right into it. We are recording this on Wednesday evening, so lines are all up to date as of now. These are subject to change as we kind of get into the week. Um, But we will start off with the Thursday night game. Um, Should be up in time for you guys to give it a listen, watch that one. Baltimore is a 15.5-point favorite at home against the New York Jets. Um, What do you got on this one? This one for me, it's a big line. Um, I have a slight lean towards the Ravens, though. I think that their defense, their schemes are going to confuse the offensive line. Sam Darnold is still developing. He's a young quarterback. He's not used to reading that complex of a defense. So my take here is I don't think that the Jets are going to score more than 10 points, frankly. Um, I think it's going to be a really low-scoring game. Uh, the over-under is at 45 right now. I could definitely see that going under. Um, the only thing that scares me is I could see this Ravens offense going off. Um, they've been fantastic with Lamar back there. He's been able to run. He's been making the throws that he needs to. He's not going to go up and throw for 300 yards, but he doesn't have to because he adds 100 with his legs every week. Mark Ingram has been great. Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, those weapons that they have. I've, I love this offense. I think they're going to – I'd say I, I could see this game being like 27-10. to 10. So slight lean towards the under and a slight lean towards the Ravens covering that 15 and a half. Yeah, it is a lot of points, and that's the main thing that's kind of keeping me from really liking this. Lamar is currently questionable right now with a quad injury. Yeah, I did see that. He will play. I'm sure he will. Yeah. Um, but I think that potentially limits you know how much he runs the ball. Um, could see a lot of points from the Ravens here, obviously. But I do like that under 45 a little bit. Even if the Ravens put up 35, I don't see the Jets scoring more than 10 points in this. Um, with the spread itself, what really scares me is Donald with some sort of backdoor cover, um, yeah, which I could totally see happening. So if I go anywhere near this, I'm probably teasing Baltimore down I like that, to yeah. like 9.5 or so. But otherwise, I'm staying away with from the 15.5. Um, should be a win for sure maybe throw them into some sort of parlay. They're going to win the football game. Um, but and, and two, I think uh, if you if you do kind of like the Jets, look at them in a teaser, get them up to 21 and a half. Because if, if it's low scoring like we're predicting, then it would be tough for the Ravens to cover 21 and a half. I have them at about 17. So I like the Jets at 21 and a half. In a you teaser. see that all the time too on Thursday yeah. night games, going, being low scoring, going under. So yeah. um, under is what we like the most there. have the New York football Giants. They are at home. A three-and-a-half-point favorite versus Miami. Um, biggest thing here, I don't understand why the Giants are favored, other than Miami hasn't played all that well this year. Um, 
I mean, they've, they've been playing decent as of late. They've been consistently okay. They're well-coached. They're playing hard. Um, uh, they lost to the Jets last week, so they're staying around New York, probably the same hotel, same kind of routine, which plays to their favor. You're getting points in a game where I don't see a lot of points being scored. So I would lean Miami in this one. I think that they could easily win this game. I think they're probably a better team than the Giants at this point. The Giants have more weapons, but Miami's playing better football. So I would lean Miami. Um, I don't love it just because it's two bad teams. You really never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm with you there. I don't have a strong lean in this one either. Um, Two teams that every week kind of changes what they do. The Dolphins have been playing hard. They've been playing well under Brian Flores, who we love here on, on the gambling couch. I don't have a strong lean. I would I would go with you and lean the Dolphins just because they have been playing pretty good football. Beat the Eagles a couple weeks ago. Last week they lost by one to the Jets. Um, so toss me the Dolphins there. I think at quarterback for the Giants, do we know if uh, Danny Dimes is back? I think he's questionable. Yeah, I, I could don't be wrong. I think it's um, set in stone yet. But, I mean, either one of those guys, I don't think you're going to get a whole lot of production offensively. <clears throat> My our Eli played okay last week. Um Granted, Philly just isn't playing good football. But you know, either guy behind center, I don't know that it changes it a ton for me necessarily. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, yeah, Eli looked great in the first half last week uh, in that game. So I don't have a strong lean. I think if you do like the Giants, you have to kind of bank on Saquon busting out of a slump here and going off against a weak Dolphins defense. But I'm with you. I'm going to take the points. It's over a field goal. I like that. So I'm going to take the – it's a slight lean. There's nothing strong here for me. Yeah, if anything, I'd probably – Tease Miami up to like nine and a half. Yeah, it's they're a getting spot. a lot more points. I don't think they get blown out. That's a good spot. by any means. Um, it's probably a one-score game, whether it be a touchdown, a field goal, something like that. So, um, I, I look for them to keep it close. Yeah, Washington's at home. They're a four and a half point underdog versus the Eagles. Probably a lot of Eagles fans of this game. Washington hasn't been good all year. Um, not a great showing from home fans so far. Geis is not playing. That's a big one. Probably their most important player offensively. Um, Eagles are not playing well, as we just mentioned. They are eighth against the run, and that's what Washington likes to do, kind of control the clock. Um, But I just don't trust Wayne Haskins at all. I would probably – I like laying the points with the Eagles. I think they get a win here. They need a win to kind of stay alive in the NFC East. So it's a must-win for them. I think they win by at least a touchdown. Um, So give me them laying the four and a half. Yep, I totally agree. It's actually a pretty strong lean for me taking the Eagles minus four and a half, and and it comes down to this. Dwayne Haskins isn't the guy who's going to expose the Eagles' weakness, which is their secondary, right? They're really good against the run. Their secondary has been an absolute mess. Uh, The Redskins have been really good at running the football, but with Geis out, like you mentioned, they're going to be leaning on Adrian Peterson, who's been good this year, but I don't expect him to be able to do too much against that Eagles' front. Um, and, and then offensively, the question for the Eagles is, are they going to get some wide receivers who can catch the ball, give Wentz some help? Uh, how's that O-line going to hold up? They've been banged up up there. Um, so offensively, I don't love it for the Eagles, but I also don't like the Redskins' defense, and I think that the Eagles are going to cover this 4.5. And, and, I mean, this is a pretty big game for the Eagles rest of the way, really, as they try to compete, um, try, try to take over that, that conference from the Cowboys. So I'm going to take the Eagles minus 4.5 with you. You had a big injury tidbit. Um, Eagles, Lane Johnson isn't playing. They've been really bad when he doesn't play. Um, But on the other side of things, Ryan Kerrigan probably isn't playing for the Redskins. He's one of their best guys at getting after the quarterback. So um, maybe evens out a little bit there. So we'll see. I just think that the Eagles are a much better team all around, and they should for sure win this thing. That's the scary thing, though, is we've said that 
Well, I don't think we've said it necessarily, but people have been saying, you know, oh, they should win this game, and then yeah. they come out and lay a dud. But I, I do agree. I think this is a get-right spot for them against a bad Redskins team. Yeah. So Green Bay's at home, laying five points against the Bears. Um, just to kind of put it into perspective, Green Bay with Lambeau, usually you get about a four-point home field advantage, a little bit more than average. So essentially, um, lines makers are saying they think that Green Bay is only about a point or so better than the Bears, which is interesting. Um, Bears have been playing better as of recent, but you know Green Bay is obviously ten and three. They haven't done a ton this year. You could say that they've been struggling a little bit offensively. Um, it seems like too many points. I lean the Bears here. What do you think? Uh, I also I, it's a soft lean for me. I don't love it, but I would softly lean towards the bear, towards the Bears. Um, their offense looked a lot better last week. Trubisky was running the ball. Um, he's actually been trending upwards. Um, the last couple, the last like five weeks or so, he's been playing decent football. So. Um, I, I've never been a big Mitch Trubisky fan, but I mean, he's an up and down guy. And if he's up right now, I think he can do some damage against the Packers whose defense has been middle of the road. Um, you saw the Packers last week, barely beat the Redskins. Their offense has kind of been up and down all year. They haven't really been able to get it going, even though they have the weapons, right? So, um, I think this Bears team has a better defense than what the Packers saw last week. I think they're going to give them troubles. Um, it, it's a soft lean with the five. Maybe even put a couple bucks on the money line because you're probably getting pretty good odds there. Um, I just I don't trust the Packers to cover that, so I'm going to take the Bears plus five here. Yeah, the Bears are nine and two against the spread in their last eleven in the division, so um, a nice number there. This one's going to be very very cold, a high of fourteen degrees in Lambeau. So I think that this is definitely low scoring. Over unders at forty one. I like the under. Um, these two teams played. In week one, first game of the season, Thursday night, and the Packers won 10-3, to so not a lot of points there either. But I, I, I like the way that the Bears have kind of stayed afloat. Um, you know, Nagy's doing fine, 7-6 and six after a lot of criticism. Um, I just don't think the Packers move the ball, and I think it's winnable for the Bears. So um, getting five points, tease this thing up to 11. I don't see there being yeah, you know, nice. that many points being scored. So um, I like the Bears with the minus five straight as well. So a lot of good tease pieces so far. Yeah. Um, moving on, Tennessee is a three-point favorite at home versus Houston. Um, Over-under in this thing is at 50. This is a lock for me with Tennessee. Um, I know you like it too. What do you got? Uh, I like Tennessee just because Ryan Tannehill has been absolutely fantastic. He's been arguably the best statistic quarterback um, the last like five or six weeks. So I, I expect this to be a high-scoring game. Um, I think that Derrick Henry is going to go off. The Texans' defense isn't the best. Uh, they're very the Texans are very up and down, um, and I, I like the t- the Titans' secondary more than I like the Texans' secondary or any aspect of their defense. Uh, I just I, I I think the Titans have been playing really good football. I don't think the Texans' defense is the one to stop them. Um, they just gave up a bunch of points. Weren't they the team that gave up a bunch of points to the Broncos? Yeah, they a few just weeks got back, a few weeks just back. last week. They were beat by the bad loss to the Broncos, probably the upset of the week. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna roll high with the Titans here. You're only laying a field goal. Um, it's not the best number three. It'd be better if it was say two and a half or so. Uh, so this it's a soft lean for me. I don't love it just because the Texans' offense does scare me with those weapons. They have the ability to go off for you know 50 points. My favorite aspect of this game might be the over 50. I think there's going to be some points scored here. Yeah, um, I think the winner is in a good spot here to win the AFC South. So this is really a big game. Um, both teams are currently at 8-5. and five. 
Um, I think Houston holds the tiebreaker right now. They're 3-1 and one in the division versus Tennessee's 2-2. Two and two. So if Tennessee can go out and get a win, that's big for them. Um, I love the minus three with them. And I wouldn't look too much into last week's games for either of these teams. Um, Tennessee laid a little bit of a dud versus the Raiders. They, they still got the win, but they didn't play great. And then obviously the Texans got blown out. Not blown out. 38-24 against the Broncos, which was a bad loss. People were expecting them to um, cover that thing and get the win. Um, A.J. Brown was a stud for Tennessee. And obviously Tannehill is kind of doing it all with his legs, with his arm. Henry is a force out of the backfield. They do have a pretty solid defense, but I think Watson does put up some points. Um, Titans are just a better team. Eight and two straight up and against and against the spread at home in their division in their last ten. And then an interesting one here, the under is six and one in the Texans' last seven in division games. So I don't know if that means that, you know, teams have kind of figured out them in division, playing them over these last couple of years. Um, so, you know, with the over-under at 50, it's I can see it going either way. I don't love either side of it necessarily, but I think Tennessee for sure gets the win. I think they cover the three. Um, could be a close one. but Just a quick tidbit, Titans put up 42 against the Raiders last week. It's not bad. Yeah. They gave up 21. Yeah, so, I mean, it started out slow. They figured it out. Um, Derrick Henry's been fantastic. I think he's going to go off against the Texans' yeah. defense here. So KC is a 10-point favorite versus the Broncos at home. I feel like KC's been kind of undervalued so far. or Throughout the year, obviously, Mahomes has been banged up. He's still not 100% healthy. It doesn't look like he hurt his hand at one point in that Pats game, it looked like. Um, they still pulled that one out. But the Broncos are just kind of, I mean, they're a feisty team. Drew Locke is playing better at quarterback than Brandon Allen had all season. Um, I would lean KC, and most likely I'm teasing them down to four. I don't like it at the 10 necessarily. I could see this thing being a one-score game. So I would tease KC down if anything, but I lean that way. I'm, I have a soft lean towards the Broncos here. Really what it comes down to for me is that that offense has looked rejuvenated under Drew Locke. And I think that that kind of opens up the running game for them. These teams played earlier in the year, and uh, I think a lot of people's take during that one um, is that the Broncos were going to be able to run the ball against what's a bad chief, uh, run defense for the Chiefs. That didn't happen. Um, you know, the quarterback play didn't help them there. They weren't able to throw the ball either. With Drew Log, that kind of opens it up for you, opens up the field. I think that's going to get the running game going for them. I think the Broncos are going to be able to score here. They've been playing well lately. Um, that That's a, still a pretty dang good defense for them too. I don't necessarily think – that Mahomes is going to have problems with their defense, but I think they kind of slow him down a bit, and 10 points is just a lot. So I am going to take the Broncos plus 10. I do um, I agree that if you tease the Chiefs down to like a four, that's a pretty good spot. I mean, a tease on both sides of this doesn't bother me necessarily. I mean, take the Broncos up to 16, getting over two scores there. So it's a soft Broncos lean for me. I could see this one going under uh, the 46.5. I don't know if if that running game for the Broncos will slow the game down. Um but that's also just a soft lean. So I don't have a, a very strong pick here, but I would lean the Broncos. I think the biggest thing that scares me away from the Broncos, because I did contemplate that side of it, is Casey's secondary is definitely the strength of their defense. They're sixth in DVOA. They've been playing a lot better as of late. Um, running the football is what you're supposed to be able to do against them. You didn't see the Pats do it very well last week, um, and I don't know. That I think that's more towards the Pats running game mean battle possibly um i just don't know that denver gets going that way either i could see drew lock making mistakes and um 
you know, easily this thing kind of getting out of hand quickly. So we'll see. It's a soft lean for me. Um, so we're moving on to Cincy is a 10-point underdog at home versus the Patriots. Um, what do you got? This one for me, it's a tough one just because Pat's, you know, one of the best teams in the NFL, right? Bengals, one of the worst. 10 isn't a ton, so I could see I could see the argument for the Patriots here. For me, it just comes down to this Patriots offense hasn't looked good uh, lately. They can't really run the ball. The wide receivers haven't been running routes, you know, as crisp as they can. Tom Brady's been fine. I don't think he deserves the criticism he's been getting. I think it's more the receivers, the offensive line, the lack of a running game. Um, but that offense, it really struggles me. I t- or, sorry, it really bothers me. I, I talked about it last week, how I don't really think that these um, – Struggles up there that are happening, I don't think that's a fluke necessarily. I think this offense is actually struggling to kind of figure it out how to score the ball. Uh, that being said, it's a really bad Bengals defense. Um, but, I, I mean, it's a spot where I could see the Patriots offense kind of rejuvenating against them just because that is a terrible D. But it's also I, I am going to softly lean towards the Bengals um, just because of those struggles. And, I mean, we saw last year the Patriots struggled late in the season. They had a late season loss to the Dolphins in like week 15, I think. Um, so I don't know if that's just preparing for the playoffs. Their spot's kind of locked up already. Um, but I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and in low-scoring games I like to take the points, especially when it's over a touchdown. So I am going to softly lean towards the Bengals here, but it, it, I'm, I'm not betting it at all. I could totally see the Patriots blowing them out. So I'm actually I'm going to lock in the Patriots. I think that they cover the 10 easily. I think that Belichick is not happy about the whole Cincy you know, employee reporting them, filming their sidelines, whatever the whole deal was. Um, I think the Pats defense special team scores at least once. I think they shut down the Bengals offense. I could see it being 24-7, something like that. I don't think they put up a ton of points, but given how bad Cincy's defense is, I think they find a way to score. And you think about it, we're in week 15. Playoffs are quickly approaching. The Pats need to get right in some capacity, and this is the absolute perfect spot for it. Um, The worst team in football versus one of the best teams in football, and – you know, with the way the defense has been playing, it's got to be, it's got to be a big one for the Pats here. So I think that they cover the ten easily, and you know, teasing this thing down to four is a like lock that. of all locks. I feel like so I, I love I like the that, ten, yeah. and I love teasing it down. So whatever you like, I think the Pats cover um, either way here. So one interesting note: I'm pretty sure I looked the other week, and the Bengals had the best uh, special teams according to DVOA. You might be able to fact check me here, but. Um, two good special teams. I don't know. Maybe that'll play into it. Does not really a take for me. Just an interesting thing that I saw. We will get back to you on that. Um, what do we got next? Carolina is plus six at home versus Seattle. Um, what do you got? I uh, really like the Seahawks here. I'm going to lock in the Seahawks minus six on the road against the Panthers. Um, to me, this just comes down to the Panthers can't figure it out on either side of the ball. They've been giving up points. They haven't been able to score a whole lot. Hawks are looking to bounce back um, against a struggling team. They're trying to stay in the playoff race um, and kind of battle per, for position there, right? So the Hawks are going to come out strong. You have the uh, one of the MVP front runners. Obviously, Lamar's the front runner, but Russell Wilson's been in that conversation all year. I think the offense is going to be able to run the ball down their throats. The Panthers have not been good against the run all year long. Their secondary was their strength, but that too has been struggling lately. Um, I just think the Seahawks are going to score a lot of points. I don't trust Kyle Allen to keep the Panthers in it. I think this game is going to be a blowout, and I am absolutely locking in the Seahawks. There you go. Um, yeah, I like Seattle too. I'm not going to lock it, but I would lean that way. Um, 
Carolina's definitely packing it in. They're about done this year. They're ready for the season to be over. Um, we're not sure if Clowney is playing. No Rashad Penny, he's out for the year. Um, I think that hurts them on both sides of the ball. But Seattle really needs every win from here on out. So I think they win this thing for sure. Um, I could see it being close. They've played a lot of close games this year. And traveling east just kind of scares me. So I'm not going to lock it. I would definitely tease it down to a pick em. I think they win it, no doubt. But um, I'd stay away from the six. Uh, Detroit is at home, plus three and a half versus Tampa. Um, I don't really have a ton on this. I think that, you know, Jameis probably goes out and has a big game against the the Lions secondary, but I could also see him throwing three picks with, you know, you have Darius Slay back there. It's not a bad secondary by any means. Um, it, I don't really have a great feel for it. This is actually a lock for me. I love the Bucks in this spot. Um, the Lions' offense struggles without Matt Stafford. Carry um, on Johnson also out. They have Bar- Bo Scarborough, who's been nice, but he's facing the best run defense in the NFL. I don't think they're going to be able to get the run going. That's going to put a lot of pressure on their young quarterback. What's his name? Bo or Bow? David Blau. Blau, yeah, whatever his name is. He, he's. I, I don't trust him to be able to exploit um, the Bucks' secondary. And you mentioned it. I think that James is going to explode. I don't. I don't like this Lions' defense. I don't trust it. Um, Bucks haven't been able to run the ball all year, but that doesn't really concern me. Mike Evans is also out, but I think Chris Godwin's going to take those targets and just absolutely have a huge game. So I think James is going to go off for 350 yards, a few touchdowns. I think the Bucks are going to blow out the Lions here in Detroit. Yeah, and that's the one thing I forgot to know. Mike Evans kind of scares me. You know, if you can key in on one guy, I know they have other weapons, but um, we've seen Tampa bounce back, bounce up and down all year. So that's the only reason that's a little weary for me. Um, Arizona's plus two at home versus Cleveland. It's a little bit of a sandwich spot for Cleveland. Four of the last five this year are against division opponents, and this one's just kind of thrown right in the middle. I can see it easily being kind of a look ahead for them. Um, Arizona hasn't been playing great. They lost to Pittsburgh last week at home. Um, another home one here for them. Cleveland, it just seems like one of those games where they're not going to show up. Um, so I like teasing this thing up um, to like eight for Arizona. I think they keep it pretty close, but I like it straight up with the two as well. So I will take um, Arizona leaning that way. I am also leaning towards Arizona. I wouldn't mind putting some money on them on the money line just because you're going to get plus odds there. To me, it comes down to I don't like this Browns defense. I don't like the Browns organization in general. I don't like their head coach. Offense has been up and down. Um, Kyler Murray has one of the best completion percentages on long passes this year. I think that is like uh, 15 or more yards, um, air yards is what that accounts for. Um, so I, I think he's going to be able to get some long tosses out there um, with Kyler. Um, he's able to keep the, the ball alive with his feet. They, they can run the ball well. I, I just really don't like this Browns defense. Um, I mean, I don't like the Cardinals defense either, but you're getting two points. You're at home. I think it's going to be high scoring, and I trust this Cardinals offense more than the Browns at this point. Browns looked bad against the Bengals. They could have lost that game pretty easily. They came out with a win, but it felt like, you know, a game that they should have been able to control pretty well that they didn't. I think this Cardinals team is much better than the Bengals. So I'm going to take the Cardinals plus two. Pretty strong lean for me. Over under 48, I could see that sneaking over just because I think the offensive offenses of these teams are much stronger than the defenses, but not a strong lean on the over under there. Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand why it's only at 48. I feel like both defenses are bad, both – Offenses are the strengths of each team, so I see points being put up. I like the over, if anything, there. Um, you could tease that, too. You could tease over-unders, tease it down to 42. Yeah. 
Not bad at all. Um, Oakland is a six and a half point favorite at home versus Jacksonville. It's really it's it's hard to believe in either team at this point, um, but I think Oakland has a little bit more to play for. They're running out of time, um, and they need this one. And then Jacksonville, similar to Carolina, they look to be packing it in a little bit, about ready to be done. Minshew versus the Oakland defense scares me a little bit. I think that he could make things happen with his legs, and Oakland's defense has been not good all year. Um, <clears throat> no Renfro for the Oakland Raiders. Um, he's been reliable for them all year. It looks like Jacobs is possibly playing. If he is, he's probably not at 100%, maybe on the limited snaps count or something. Um, I would tease Oakland down to a half point, if anything. Otherwise, I'm going to pass on it. I am leaning Raiders here. Um, to me, this just comes down to I, I think this Jaguars team is trending really, really far down. Um, their defense has been awful. They lost Miles Jack, gave up 45 points last week to the Chargers. Um, if Jacobs plays, I expect him to absolutely have a huge game. And I think that this is a really good bounce-back spot for this Raiders offense that was good to start the year, has been kind of struggling the last few weeks. I think they're going to get right against this Jaguars team, kind of like the Chargers did last week, a similar offense that was kind of up and down throughout the whole year, hasn't really been what people expected. Um, And I just think that Minshew, with this offensive line, it just hasn't really been working the last few weeks. Long-term, I like Gardner Minshew, but... um, I just I don't expect the Jaguars to put up much points, even if it is against a bad Raiders defense. So I'm going to lean the Raiders here. Um, it's not a lock for me just because I don't necessarily trust the Raiders offense 100% at this point, but I think it could be a, a get-right spot for them. So give me the Raiders minus 6.5. Yeah, the one thing that scares me about the Raiders, I would lean that way too, is the Jacobs thing. They mentioned his injury. It's a shoulder plate fracture, which doesn't sound like one of those things that is something you come back from after a week or two. Um, so I don't know. I mean, even if he is 100%, that seems like something that could be easily re-aggravated. So I don't know. We'll see um, if he does play and how effective he is. Um, but, yeah, I'm on the same side. I, I don't think that Jacksonville is going to do anything in this one. Um, next we got the Chargers at home plus 2.5 versus Minnesota. Um, the Chargers have been playing a lot better as of late. Um I would lean Minnesota, but I like the over more than anything. I think there are a lot of points put up in this one. Um, the Chargers are eliminated from the playoffs at this point, so they're kind of a question mark um, week to week. Who knows what you're going to get, really? I think there's probably a lot of Minnesota fans of this one. Um, Chargers never really show up um, at home, the fans. So the Vikes can't really afford to skip this um, game. They, they need to show up. The Rams are right behind them, and the Wild Card is to game back. Um, so yeah, I would lean Minnesota. I am leaning the Chargers on this one. Um, I think that first of all, I like I always like the Vikings a lot more at home than I do on the road. Um, they don't seem to travel as well as as some other teams do. They kind of have those letdown spots where they only score like ten to seventeen points on the road. So um, I think that that could play in the Chargers in the Chargers way. I also I think that this Chargers offense looked really really good last week. Granted, it was against that terrible Jaguars defense I was just talking about. Um, but they were able to uh, utilize both Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. And Phillip Rivers, he looked like the Phillip Rivers of old. He looked fantastic. Obviously, this Vikings defense is going to pose much more of a challenge, especially considering that Chargers offensive line has never really been good all year long. So that's one thing that I could see going against them. Um, but I think this, this defense, getting Derwin James back, I think that was huge for them. They have Joey Bosa putting pressure up front. 
I, I just like the feel of this game for the Chargers. I wish I was getting the, the, the full field goal here, the full three points, but I would still take them at two and a half. I would probably bet them at the money line to win this game straight up. Um, this isn't a strong lean just because that that is a Vikings team that does scare me, but I, I am going to lean the Chargers here plus two and a half. Yeah, and Vikings 11-4 and four against the spread as favorites in their last 15. Chargers 2-8 and eight against the spread as home dogs in their last 10. Um, Melvin Gordon has five straight with 80 yards or more combined, so he's kind of getting back on track. And then the Chargers this year in their eight losses have – they have lost by a combined 39, which is less than five points per game. So they've been in games this year. It's mm-hmm. just come down to a lot of last-minute mistakes. Maybe tease them up then. Yeah, and then Minnesota in their last four road games, 72 points or combined points between the two teams, 72 points, 49 points, 52, and 67. So a lot of points for them on the road in the last four. So I like the over more than anything. Um, I would lock that in. The over? Yeah. Nice. It's at 45, so it's not anything crazy. Um, could definitely see a lot being scored. Um, the Niners are at home, 11.5 point favorite versus the Falcons. Um, a lot of points against a Falcons team that, I mean, they're banged up, not really playing for much. D Ford likely not playing for the Niners, which doesn't help. Um, my biggest question is was that loss last week for the Niners kind of a gut punch? Um, you know, they, they kind of went to war with the Saints, and it was a tough loss. I know they're a little bit banged up at this point. Um, it just seems like too many points for me. So I would lean the Falcons, if anything, um, and really just just a matter of there being too many points. I think they get the win easy. Yeah, I could see the Niners covering this 11.5 just because I think they've looked great lately. Um, but with that being said, I'm with you. I'm going to softly lean towards the Falcons. I'm definitely not going to bet it. I'm going to stay away from this game. But like you mentioned, that Falcons offense has kind of looked rejuvenated. They've been playing really well. Put up 40 last week against the Panthers. Um, But I also really like the way that Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing. I think he'll kind of be able to exploit the Falcons secondary. So I kind of go back and forth on this one. I would slightly lean Falcons uh, plus 11.5. But my favorite aspect would probably be to tease the Niners down to 5.5 point favorites. You're under a touchdown there. I think that they could cover that. but even that's not really my favorite just because I think that the Falcons could keep it close. So I really don't have a feel for this game. I'm not really sure. I, I would slightly lean Falcons plus 11.5. Overrunners at 46.5. Um, I'd, I'd probably look towards the over. Yeah, I'd lean that way too. I don't have a great feel for it either. You don't get the best odds at minus 122 for the over um, either. So I'd probably just stay away from it all altogether. Um, like you said, I'd tease the Niners down possibly, but I don't even love that. I maybe, could see it. Maybe maybe tease the Falcons up to seventeen. Yeah, and a half. I don't know. It's really one of those games you could see anything happening. So right, stay away from me. Um, Dallas is at home. They're a one point underdog versus the Rams. The Rams are a lock for me. What do you got? Very strong lean. Could be convinced to be a lock. Um, Cowboys can't figure it out on either side of the ball. Rams are trending up. Offenses look good. Um, defenses look solid. I don't think the Cowboys – I mean, people keep saying, you know, they have the talent, they have the talent. But if the talent doesn't play well, is it really talent, you know? Well, it's still talent as bad coaching, though, a lot of the time. Well, I, bad coaching isn't going to – I mean, it's not going to affect every single aspect of the guys on the field, right? I mean, if guys aren't making plays, they aren't making plays. So – I'm not going to pin everything on Jason Garrett. Yes, he's bad, and he should probably be fired. But 
This team just hasn't looked good. I'm not going to buy in on the Cowboys. They're only getting a point. I would much rather stick with the Rams here and, and lean their way. Yeah, it's just, I mean, like you said, it's just two teams trending in different directions. I like the way the Rams have been playing on both sides of the ball recently. Um, Gurley looked good last week. Goff is much better outside of the pocket. And you know Sean McVay recognizes that. He's designing plays to get him outside of the pocket, um, you know, making plays on the run, um, scrambles here and there. The Rams are just a better football team, and they've been playing much better than the Cowboys have. Um, Rams are 8-5, and five, one back of Minnesota in the wild card race, so they need this thing. Um, they really need to win out if they want a legitimate shot at the playoffs. Um, Rams are 9-0 and straight up in road games against teams with losing records in their last nine. So Dallas at this point, 6-7 and seven with a losing record. Um, and if you look back to the last time these teams played in the playoffs last year, the Rams rushed for 273 yards against the Cowboys with C.J. Anderson, who is no longer in the league. Um, obviously, I was behind a different O-line, so things have changed a little bit since then. But I think that this is a huge coaching mismatch. I love the way that the Rams' defense has been playing. Um, I think that McVay wants to show people that he still knows what he's doing. He's been getting a little bit of criticism over these last few weeks. Um, I think Wade Phillips really wants the W. He's a former head coach for the Cowboys. So I think there's just a lot going on here, um, the way these both are trending. And I think that the Rams absolutely win this game, and I will lock it in with them. Yeah, and, and two, I mean, they're fighting for a playoff spot. Currently out right now, what are they Game back, two games back. One game back. In Only one game back now. So I, they they need this win against the Cowboys. Um, I, I think they're going to get it. I mean, you got the coaching mismatch and just the better players. So give me the Rams. Um, let's see. Pittsburgh. This has been flexed to the Sunday night spot. Um, Pittsburgh's a one-and-a-half-point favorite against Buffalo at home. Um, what do you got on this? This one's kind of tough for me. Um First of all, you got to know if Juju and James Conner are going to play. It looks like they're going to try to come back. But you're going to want to know for sure before you bet this game. To me, it comes down to the defenses. The over-under is only at 37 points. That is incredibly low. And this is two top 10, possibly, probably five defenses on the year. So I think this game's going to be decided by the defense. Um, I have a slight lean towards the Bills, although it does scare me. Um, I just think that they have a better offense. That, Of course, that would... With Juju and Connor coming back, that kind of gets thrown in, into question there. Um, but I've been pretty high on Josh Allen so far this year. I think Devin Singletary's been playing well. I like what he brings to that offense. I like John Brown in this spot. Um, it's it's a scary one for me because I do really, really like that Steelers defense. They have a lot of players, especially since they added Mika Fitzpatrick. They can get to the quarterback. They can stop the run. They have a pretty good secondary Um so it's a soft Bills lean at one and a half. Maybe tease them up to seven and a half just because of how low scoring it's going to be. That would probably be my favorite pick as a Bills tease. Um, but I would also lean Bills if I had to pick it. Yeah, I mean, Mike Tomlin week after week continues to guide this team to victory. I think he's got to be in front runner for the coach of the year oh, at this definitely. point. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh seven and one their last eight. Um, and absolutely, I agree. This thing is going to be low scoring. The under is a lock for me. I mean, this is probably the even at thirty seven. It's the lowest over under I've seen all year at thirty seven. But I lock it in. It's a low of twenty four in Pittsburgh, and there's snow. Um, both defenses are the strengths of these teams. I think that Pittsburgh absolutely shuts down Buffalo. I think that Buffalo probably does the same to Pittsburgh. Um, 
the Bills really don't necessarily need this. They are essentially locked into that wild card spot. I don't think there's any way they catch the Pats at this point who have the Bengals this week. Um, and Pittsburgh really needs a bad to stay in contention in the AFC. So I just think that it comes down to Pitt needs it more than Buffalo does. Um, and so I like Pittsburgh laying the one and a half. I think it's low scoring, probably a field goal game. Um, so yeah, I like, I like Pittsburgh and I will lock in the under. And then just a kind of neat little tidbit I saw. The Bills have a linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds, and he is playing against two of his brothers this week. They have both, two Edmonds? I know they have one. Who both one. play for the Steelers. They're running back Trey Edmonds and then their safety Terrell Edmonds. So three brothers playing in a football game, an NFL football game. I think that is the first time in history that that's happened. Um, another, so. another fun fact on Tremaine Edmonds. I don't know why I know this, but I do. He's the youngest player ever to be drafted. I think he was 19 at the time he was drafted. I think he, he was. He was 20 when he started playing. I think he was 20 when he started playing. So, but. yeah, I mean, that's kind of neat that, you know, you got three three guys, um, three brothers playing the same game in one week. You don't see that often at all. So this thing is definitely low scoring. Um, I think this is a good one to watch yeah. um, if you like defense. So, yeah. Uh, Monday night, rounding things out, New Orleans is an eight-point favorite versus the Colts at in New Orleans. Um, so in the last nine, the Colts are 1-8 straight up, 1-7-1 against the spread without T.Y. Hilton. Oof. No T.Y. Hilton again this week. Um, the Saints are a little banged up on their end too. Like we mentioned earlier, they had that war of a game against the Niners last week. So they really... The only concern for me is, is this a hangover game for New Orleans on Monday night? They had the extra day of rest with helps. Um, but I could see them winning this thing. I just don't know if they cover the eight. Um, Colts are still a good football team, but I don't like those numbers without T.Y. Yeah, so for me, I think my favorite pick here is the over 45.5 because both defenses are pretty banged up and both offenses have looked good. I thought the Colts' offense would struggle um, with, with – uh, the injuries they have, but they put up 35 last week against the Bucks. Obviously, a worse defense than the Saints. Saints defense is banged up, though. I think Lattimore is still kind of hindered with an injury. Marcus Davenport, their defensive end, is out for the year. Um, so, uh, to me, this comes down to you know both defenses being banged up, both offenses kind of on a roll here. My favorite pick would be the over, which is currently at 45 and a half. That's not too incredibly high. Um, and I'm also gonna slightly lean towards the Saints. Eight's a pretty high number. I would like that a lot more if you tease it down to the two. Um, but I just I love the way that Michael Thomas has been playing, Drew Brees, Kamara, um, their other running back who I'm blanking on right now. Um, Latavius Murray. There it is. Yeah. Um, Latavius Murray, they've all been playing great. So I really like the Saints offense. I think they're going to exploit a Colts defense that has kind of been struggling, especially with the injuries that they have on that side of the ball. So I'm going to lean the Saints here and the over. Yeah, I think – Really, if anything, I think this is probably a game I could see the Colts winning in some fashion. I think that there are scenarios in which it plays out that way. Um, the Saints don't necessarily need it, per se. They've already clinched the NFC South. Um, in the money line with the Colts, you're getting plus 305, so you're getting good odds with it. And, you know, it, this is a Colts team where you've seen them beat good teams in the past. So I wouldn't be surprised if they went down to New Orleans and got the W. So. I just think that eight is too much for New Orleans. I would tease it down, if anything. I, I do think they still find a way to win it. Um, but you are getting good value with the Colts money line if you like that side of it. Um, so, yeah, that, that about wraps it up with our game of the week. We kind of talked about the teasers as we went through. Yeah, there's a lot of good tease um, pieces this week. 
Yeah, so give it a listen. Um, put some teasers together. Um, check out those over-unders. We Obviously, we mentioned at the start, we had a good week last week. I was 3-1 on lock. Seth was 4-0, so we're hoping to keep it rolling. Um, so Gambling Couch on Twitter, thegamblingcouch at gmail.com. On, um, hit us up with an email or something. We will get back to you. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for some big changes after the football season. Yeah, stay tuned. We're gonna we're gonna switch things up once the NFL season um, winds down. We'll kind of start branching off into all aspects of the sports galaxy. Big basketball guy over here. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful week gambling. Bye everybody.